Hi, I'm Brett with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before this episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer and beer to just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untap, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Now stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Jaden. Welcome, Jaden. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Cowbell Brewing, a large brewery from a small town in Blythe, Ontario. Yeah, so we're going to be highlighting two beers. The first is Absent Landlord, and it's a Kolsch from their core founder series. And the second is a double IPA. It's seasonal, called Double Exposure. Can't wait to try those for sure, right? And to finish up the episode, we're going to have a discussion about sustainability. Cowbell Brewing is located in Blythe, Ontario, which is in the Huron County. I've spent a bit of time there, for sure. Yeah, same here. Uh, they are actually the winner of the 2020 LZ Award as LCBO's Magnum Supplier of the Year because they just are in every single LCBO. It's so And so they're, many beers, yes. right? Like yeah. Sometimes you'll see a brewery in the LCBO and they have maybe one, two beers at the most. They've got like five, six, mm-hmm. like their seasonals. Whatever the seasonals are. Yeah, their the, seasonals, the their regulars, yep. everything. They're they're everywhere in, in every LCBO in Ontario, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Every L- big LCBO, even an LCBO convenience outlet in a small town, <laughs> yeah. you will find some cowbell. There will be some. It's uh, hard to miss them. But it's funny because cowbell start, kind of started as a retirement idea. Yep. Um, so there is a hotel in Blythe called the Blythe Inn that they were thinking about taking over when they retired and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but now look at it. Look at what it's become, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of being a small, you know, little maybe little brew pub or just like a regular restaurant, now it's a huge, huge brewery. It's a massive yeah, brewery. And, and we haven't been to every brewery in Ontario, but I'd say it's probably one of the biggest, For at, sure. at least craft breweries in Ontario. Like it's humongous, huge space of land, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit later, but the building is just gigantic. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. Uh, they do a great job, obviously, with the restaurant portion of it, the brewery side of it. So it is a huge operation. Everything there is top notch. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Great retirement idea. Yes. It is. <laughs> you know? Maybe one day that can be our retirement. I'm hoping. I don't think be. it'll be that size. No. <laughs> we'll be on the small scale. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, sure. Well, the area of Blythe is actually known for its agriculture and the plot of land where the brewery is. Um, was a cattle farm, which makes sense, ties mm-hmm. into the cowbell name and everything like that. So right. uh, it's nice to see them kind of drawing on the history of, of not just the area, but of the actual land that they're on too. Uh, and they do have the core values of quality, integrity, community, and social responsibility, which is nice to see too. Yeah, no, it's it's good that they've got core values and they yes. put them out there. Every place should. Yeah, and it it does tie nicely into the idea of, of what they're trying to uh, put out there. So um, you can't miss the building when you're driving uh, no. in Blythe. <laughs> no. I mean, there's not a whole lot. There's probably not much Blythe, else in Blythe, yeah. But you can't miss it. It is a beautiful Mortise and Tenon building. So that's no screws, plates, steel. It's just all wood. And so 
Um, Brett, you and I went and the producer went, Chris, have you ever been like, I've been a couple times, yes. I'd say. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to make it out, uh, to Blythe now right. to, to go to Calvin. Amazing. You've made it out there being from London. You can't, <laughs> it's a heck of a drive. It's a heck of a drive. That hour and well, 25 hour minutes and north. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but even, like, let's say for example, if you're eating at Calvin, if you just take a look up, mm-hmm. you can just see the beauty of the building the itself. Building. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is good. And the one thing with them being um, the Mortise and Tenon is it's not like they just went ahead and hired it out from a big company, right? Like they they built it by local companies yeah. um, with the Mennonites and, and approximately there's, I think, 650 Douglas fir beams that were sourced from BC. So it's sustainable managed forest, um, which ties into obviously our conversation later on about sustainability. Yeah. So. And I think we'll see that theme of sustainability as we talk about the brewery going forward, that's a big thing that they're trying to trying to do. And I think they're succeeding pretty well. Right. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of their beers, the fun part mm-hmm. about the brewery, because you know, like, what we, we like to we do, do is we to do drink like the, beers. the beers. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they have their founder series, obviously the Absent Landlord, which we're going to have uh, later on in the episode. Uh, they got the Doc Produced Bobcat. Uh, they have the uh, Kelly's Contraption. Yeah. I believe I said that right. Contraption. Yeah. 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 The boxing. Not boxing contraception. Group. You're okay. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Yep. And the, the, what they do with their beer. So five cents from every can um, goes to children's hospitals. So if you buy a can of beer in Hamilton, then that will go to the McMaster's Children's Hospital. So they try to keep the money local to yeah. the hospitals. So the individuals that are buying beers in their community, that money stays within the community for those uh, children's hospitals. So that's a uh, check in that box. And- Absolutely. And look at how much money they have raised, right? Over the, uh, what, three years Cowbell's kind of been in existence? Yeah. Um, just past $500,000. Wow. $500,000. For children's hospitals. And five cents a can? That's a lot of cans. So yeah. It's a few, it's <laughs> That's a, a lot of cans. Yeah. It's a lot of beer being consumed. Which is another good thing, right? Drink responsibly, but consume uh, you know, some cowbell beers and, and support a cause as well and, and keep their business sustainable as well as those hospitals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, during this time, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and and to your point, Brett, about the founder series, they also have the uh the session series, which are is you know, beers with a little bit less alcohol content. So I think the shindig is in there, their gravel run, which is the uh the session IPA is in there. So, so if you're looking for still good tasting beers, but a little bit less on the ABV, then it's a, it's a good place to start. So a fun fact about the Shindig, right? Yeah. Is it actually, it wasn't originally in their core, their founder series, etc. but it's actually their biggest seller. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. Now, granted, it is a lager. It's pretty basic. It ties into, you know, the older people who aren't necessarily into craft, craft beer. beer. Yeah. They say, Hey, can you get me something like a Bud Light? Shindig, Here's your shindig, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's that transition beer that we've talked about in earlier episodes, For right? Sure. Like just get he, someone into the door, yeah. and then especially at Cowbell where they have a really big restaurant, someone might be eating there, and so then they say, "Okay, I want to get a beer with this, but not you know like a boxing brew and IPA with like 80 IBUs. I just want something kind of that I'm familiar with." Lighter, and then yeah. they get into the shindig. Yeah. Yep, and I think that plays off of it is some people might just be going there for their food because their sure. food is really good well and it's a they destination do a good job there too. right yeah. it's a destination spot right, right? so um so definitely. with that being said it's the same sort of thing going to your point like hey i'm just gonna i just want to log or something basic yeah they have the shindig and then that might transition into the ipas and, and get a flight maybe and try something else try different, a couple right? different things now they also have a renegade series 
which mm-hmm. is more so their one-off uh, specialty brews. Uh, they just made a mango lychee sour. Uh, they've yeah. had a mango milkshake IPA in the past. Um, yeah, a few cu- a few IPAs. There's a West Coast IPA recently. Um, uh, Quebec Pale Ale, I think it was. Right. Um, so yeah, they're just kind of you know random random beers that whatever I guess the brewer is kind of thinking of at the time. Yeah. So to go back to the the point about it being kind of a destination kind of place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have the restaurant, which we talked about. They have the brewery, which we talked about. Um, they also have, they call it the treasure hall. And so that's upstairs. It's used for weddings, trivia nights. Um, so again, it's just trying to bring people into the community because you might have some individuals that are there um, for the theater, and uh, coming in there and, you know what, let's do a trivia night while we're here. So a wedding venue. Did you look at that as a wedding venue, Tyler? No. Um, <laughs> why, why didn't you? Why not? <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's got a lot of the things that we enjoy about um, kind of our style. But no, it, it was just, it's a little bit too out of the way for all our family and friends. Fair enough. So. That's true. Not, not a lot of hotel space in the area. Yeah, and that's the, <laughs> and that's the other thing too, yeah. right, is you kind of hope that the community... Um, in that area can build around yeah. what they have there and say, okay, now we do have this destination spot. Maybe we should look at uh, putting in some more kind of lower hotel motels, uh, B&Bs and, yeah. and see what they can drive. Well, especially because Cowbell has plans to construct a ten to 15,000 capacity event space behind the brewery. Huge. So that is huge. humongous. Huge. So you think if there's going to be that many people at an event, eventually post-covid whenever um they need a place to stay right right so and they're diversifying their business right because again they have the beer they have the restaurant they have this now they're adding this extra little piece in and possibly the distillery as well right like one-stop shop yeah literally just do everything there yeah right for sure and i know they were planning on doing a big event uh this year but obviously you know covid kind of uh ruined that thing but going back to the beer itself a lot of the stuff there in the tanks is all automated. Yeah. You can literally process. press a button and boom, <laughs> and stuff is happening. And when we went through the tour uh, with Grant, we'll, we'll mention him later yeah. on, is the automation of the canning process. They were losing about 15% of their beer due to spillage. Wow. And so they had the company come in, redefine everything, and said, okay, this is a small footprint for this canning operation. And rejig this whole entire automation. And their, their spillage is like... 0.2% now. Yeah. It's so, insane. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the to the tour. Very unfortunate. It, yes. it, it, it I, I would have really liked to have gone. I'm still um, not over it. Well, It was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> um, but did you guys get to kind of go behind the scenes in the oh. canning area and everything oh, like that? Oh, did we ever? We did. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So we sat down with Grant. We had a conversation about everything um, that they do there. Yeah. And then he was like, all right, let's go on the tour. So we went behind the scenes. We checked out the automation. We checked out the tanks. We checked out their lab. Yeah. Research lab. Which which was very cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. Just to kind of see that and and what they've talked about. And um, they do have the well they had the pomegranate honeysuckle so if you still have that it was kind of like an insider's tip that usually they say drink it between you know the three and five month kind of period but they've held on to it past six months and they've actually said it's got better is that part of the research lab that is part of the research lab just to kind of put their beers out there test them taste them and then see the shelf life right because they have to test that before they go ahead and and put it out there and and when we were on the tour uh i did talk to grant about possibly bringing the peach hef back peach hef peach hef yeah that does ring a bell yeah it was uh 
Funny story about that. So I was <laughs> playing in a fastball tournament here on County, actually with the producer, uh, Jaden. Uh, and we went to Cowbell for lunch, and they had a one-off peak chef yeah. on tap. And we're like, yep, yeah, you know what? Let's get it. Um, had it. Had more of it. Bought a growler of it. Went back and sat on the bench for the next game because I drank the whole growler of it. <laughs> then went back to Cowbell and got another growler of it. And then the next day came back and got another growler of it. And then Wednesday came back again and got another growler of it. And then Saturday came back and got another growler of it. Just kept filling it out. So I, I assume you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it was all right. Okay, of course it was. So, of course it was good. So that's the thing is I've had it as well. Split a growler um, mm-hmm. of the PHF. And when we were at the tour, I think we were kind of uh, a little bit poking and prodding at uh, yeah. Grant saying, hey, we want that PHF back? Well, maybe, maybe in the Renegade series. Even yeah. just the, you know, maybe a really small batch for just uh, <laughs> yeah. for the podcast. I hope Grant emails me and says, yeah. hey, we're bringing back the peach app on this date. <laughs> well, <laughs> so will be first we, in line. When we posted about this on our social media, Cowbell uh, reached out when we looked at our beer and uh, year and beer. Yeah. And so they reached out as well and said, oh, like, what, what are your favorite kinds of beers? And I dropped it again. Like, hey, peach app, you know, bring back the peach app. So. Well, and I haven't had that one, unfortunately, but I would definitely love to have it because it sounds awesome. And speaking of Cabo Brewing, we're going to link all of their information on our social media pages where you can take a look at all their beers throughout our week uh, in terms of what we've had in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I getting think, thirsty. I think at yeah, this point, same. it's time to, time to have these beers. All right, we're back. And so first things first, let's thank Grant at Cowbell for supplying the beers for today's episode. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Grant. Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. So today we are looking at the Absent Landlord. So this is Cowbell's inaugural beer. It's the first beer of their core founder series, and it is a 5.3 ABV and an 18 IBU. Nice. So Cowbell on their website describes it as a perfect combination of old world and new world ingredients. It's fermented warm and left honest. Uh, And part of that is uh, brewing it unfiltered and unpasteurized to let its elegant and delicious flavors stand proud. The classic unfiltered strikes again. (laughs) Fun fact about this beer though. Yes. Certified vegan. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome for that tidbit of information. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. We've had gluten-free beer. Yeah, now we've exactly. got a vegan one. Yeah. Good to know. And keto. Actually, yeah. Keto. <laughs> keto. Yeah. 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 It, actually it was actually keto. I said gluten-free, oh. but it was actually keto. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 No, you're That's right. I'm yeah. trying My to bad. move on. My bad. Like, more history. Okay. Okay. So it's actually named after Henry Blythe, an Englishman who was Blythe's namesake in the mid 1800s, having purchased many of the town's lots, but never actually visiting the town. Wow, smart. what a guy. Smart. Right? It's like, you know what? I'll buy that. I'm not going to go there, but I'll buy that. You like, you like to see that. Income property, way yeah. ahead of his time. Uh, so on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and the overall rating for Absent Landlord on Untapped is 3.55 bottle caps out of five, with a total of about 11,000 check-ins. So one, probably one of the most drank beers that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely, Easily. I think it is. Because right? again, it's readily available to anybody and everybody who goes to an LCBO. Right? Absolutely. Or at, and at the brewery. And their inaugural beer, right? So exactly. it's been around for a long time. For sure. All right. Everybody prepare, glass in hand, can in their hand. Let's do it. Let's open her up. Again, no, what a great sound. No, stop. <laughs> I was talking to a couple buddies last night about that actually, and they're like, "So does Brett just always say that's the best sound?" Yeah, because the one much. episode you had four beers, and we heard it four times. It's like, yeah, that's that's Brett. Yeah. So this to is, those people, 
It is the best sound. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a Kolsch, as we mentioned. So we're drinking this just out of a regular pint glass. So make sure when you're drinking your beers to use the proper glassware. Uh, I, I saw Brett take the uh, glass to his mouth, <laughs> but it was to his nose. I was like, he's going right in. He's just, it's like a reflex. Just yeah, pour so the just beer and then the right up to the mouth. It, right? Yeah. This is, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I don't know, Brett, do you want to grab the can for a second? Oh, There's yes. some information on there and I know that you like to do this and I don't want to steer your thunder on it. Well, it does say absolutely. Okay. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go to the expert. So yeah. um, there are some food pairings with this. FYI. You love so you your know, food pairings. I do enjoy some good food. Um, soft cheese, oh. which has also been provided to us today, which is good. Uh, grilled meats and pastries. Oh, so all three things I have down before, <laughs> <laughs> and probably in that order, right? That's like yeah, appet- yeah, that's better, right? appetizers, a main course, and a dessert. It's true. You can you can have it all. It's a versatile beer. So I'm waiting for the grilled meats to come up here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can put put an order for that. So on the nose, oh. Floral. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, and a bit like a tiny bit malty, like nothing crazy. But I'm picking up the malts through the yeah. through the, the smell. There's um, I don't want to say like a cracker kind of flavor, like nose yeah. smell bready, to it, but will. yeah, kind of yeah, bready. Yeah, yeah, kind of bready. But n- nice color, nice golden color, as yeah. you would expect from a Kolsch. It is yeah. more often than not. They say this should be served around the three degrees centigrade mark. <laughs> I don't know if we have the temperature gauge up for this, but I think we're pretty close. I think we're close to it. It's nice and cold. You know, I I do appreciate on their cans that they are very informative mm-hmm. in terms of how to drink the beer in terms of temperature. Um, glassware. One thing close to my heart, yeah. the glassware. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, and then, like you mentioned, the food pairings. So it, it's very informative to someone who might not be a connoisseur. For sure. That way they know. They know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> get the, they can get their charcuterie board out. You know, yeah. get their absent landlords out. Get their grilled meats. Yeah, just like Gold, some pastries. Golden in color, as you mentioned. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's not a whole lot of sediment, even though it is unfiltered. That That is surprising. There is right? Not. Which I'm, yeah. I am kind of a little bit surprised by that, but there is, like it is, you can see through it, so yeah. that's nice to see. All right. Let's put the uh, beer to the lips. What I do you think? think? Let's do it. Let's do right. it. Speaking of nose dads, went right into that one. Yeah, it's, saw a little bit uh, pop out of your Well, that's glass. my new look, right? You know, usually be caught up in the beard, but now I don't have There's a beard. No beard. <laughs> <laughs> His depth perception yeah, is yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> By about two inches, and he oh, my goodness. took a couple of the licks. I took to more it. beer. Usually I feed my beard and my mouth. Now it's just my mouth. <laughs> You're not used to it. No, I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> that's nice. Oh, that's a good uh, winter refresher, if you will. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely refreshing, kind of crisp. It you know crisp is a good way to yeah, describe and, and, it. Yeah, and that's kind of a pretty strong characteristic of the Kolsch's, and it's very similar to a lager, but um, it's got that little bit of a change to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more flavorful than yeah. a lager. I think. You get that kind of floral hint hit a little yeah. bit differently, yeah. right? And I a think little, that's the Kolsch. little sweetness in it. A little bit, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, takes away from the lager, which is thank goodness. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like sweetness within my Kolsch's, I would say. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, top five flavor profiles. While we get into it a little bit here, I'll, I'll let you guys consume a little bit more of your beer. But uh, smooth. Agree. Light. Floral. Sweet and fruity. Don't know about number five. Um, I can see how people could potentially get there. Yeah. In my opinion, no. 
that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get the fruity. And I no, find I this very either. interesting about Untapped is that we tend to get like four to the five, and the fifth one is kind of like just like a, a throw in. It's just some someone's like, oh, I'm fruity. just gonna mess with everybody yeah. and put something crazy in. Like fruity. fruity. Yeah, yeah, let's go fruity. <laughs> Imagine if it was like sour. Like, uh, no, 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 no not this quite. one's not right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't mention stone fruit. No, uh, like yeah. uh, we have on our last episode, but uh, it is uh, listed as fruity. I don't think anybody's getting that though, right? The floral for sure. Floral for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, and light, smooth. I, I do feel smooth on smooth the mouthfeel for sure, and I definitely, um, I, like I mentioned, I could kind of smell a little bit of that malty, kind of bready, but I'm not really getting that in the taste. What about on the back end? Because I'm, I'm getting a little Are bit of the, a-, a little a little bit of the malty. On the hmm. back end, not I mean, a whole lot because I think that's the, the the beer, right? Is it's smooth throughout, so it's not just on the first sip. It, yeah, it, it's smooth throughout the whole. I'm uh, almost getting a more like a lemony kind of flavor at the end. Really? Huh. Yeah, interesting. Maybe my taste buds are off. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a new year. I'm gonna take a <laughs> look over at uh, at Jaden here and see what. Uh, he feels like with this because we haven't had any of the producer input on this one, so I'm just no. wondering what what he what he's thinking. So um, we're just looking. Okay, oh, here okay. it is. Here it is. Pretty much everything that has been said. Wow, yeah. there's a lot to add to that big insight. From no, no producer. original commentary from Jaden. <sighs> we thought see bringing it. him on would be good. Yeah, <laughs> but it turns out, yeah. Uh, nah. But <laughs> I very insightful in the last piece here. I think he uh, wasn't enjoying our little bit of bullying, but uh, good after a ball game, and and that's yeah. true, right? It's a very easy. I think even during a ball game, like not actually playing one, but sitting at like a Jays game, yeah, is this is a kind of beer that I, I think you could crush a couple of them, and it really feels a- like a summery beer, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like we mentioned, it's crisp, refreshing, everything like that, which goes perfectly with some hot weather, but at the same time. I'm not going to complain about drinking it in January. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to complain about drinking it any time of the year. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so let's go on to our untapped user thoughts on this one. We'll kind of move things a little bit along here. So, Brett, I think you got the first one there. That I do indeed. So Eric B., his username is Eric Bergraf, double G, I believe. Uh, double G, 20- double A. <laughs> double G, sure. double, oh, double A, too. Yeah. Good. Look at the Lord, look at that. Uh, <laughs> On December 27th said, this was Margaret's favorite, and I think she's right. Who the hell's Margaret? <laughs> the main thing, this beer is really good with her. The, the main thing with that is that at least Eric recognizes that Margaret's right. It's true. That's the first yeah. step. Yeah. That's true. The first he, step. he gave it a four to five. I mean, okay. really interested in Margaret's rating. Yeah. Was it a five out of five? Was it a four? I mean, if it's her favorite beer, you'd have to think it was a five out of five, right? 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. We'll have to look it up. Do a little bit of research on that one. Yeah. So, uh, I... I'll take a look at the next one. So on December 1st, Abraham E, uh, username Abraham underscore Urguy, commented, great golden color, pleasant aroma with a full taste. This is one of my favorite collages. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Abraham, not really sure how to spell Kolsch, mm-hmm. um, obviously didn't look at the can, maybe needs to go back to grade five, learn how to spell, though I don't know <laughs> if they're teaching Kolsch in grade five. Um, Germany, they probably are. Belgians? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a good point. Belgians, probably good That's too. a good point. Yep. Yeah. But he, uh, or Abraham, gave it a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Maybe got mixed up with galoshes. 
I was thinking I was, I, coming in with colashes. I was thinking yeah. he was watching like some koalas on like the Discovery Channel or something like that, like, <laughs> drinking this beer, like trying to go with koala, and then was like, ah, oh, colashes. Or maybe this was like his sixth beer of the night. Yeah, and he's just this colashes is fantastic. The one thing about Untapped though, it has a little bit of spell check, but not too good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, let me get started with our ratings here on this Kolsch, <clears throat> and I'm going to give it a three point seven five. Sorry, just uh, finishing yeah, this yeah, up there. So no, that's uh, good mouthfeel. If we could hear that, yeah, mm. thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a three point five. Three point five. I'm going to be the exact same as you. Three point five. Jaden coming in hot as well with also a three point five. Now we have to have him add up. Yes, yeah, so that gives our team overall score of a three point five six two five. So we're going to give that a three point five out of five. Yep. So we're going to have beer number two. Next. The second beer today is Double Exposure, a New England style double dry hop double IPA. Holy crap, double? it's a tongue twister. You double? got through it. Congratulations. A lot of doubles going on there. <laughs> True Canadian with the double double. <laughs> yes, exactly. It has an ABV of 7.7% and 55 IBUs. Now it comes with Sultana and Huel. Melon hops. I hope I said you all right. I could yeah. be wrong. Who knows? Uh, vibrant citrus and brass tropical aroma, reminiscent of a freshly cracked can of pineapple. Oh, oh. that sounds delicious. I love pineapple. Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, the pineapple. So flavor showcase. It's a juicy orange. The pineapple, as previously mentioned, late summer ripened stone fruit. Back at it again with stone the fruit. stone fruit. Stone fruit. Hurry. And a hint of freshly zested lime. Boom. Nice. So this beer on Untapped has an overall rating of 3.86 bottle caps out of 5 with 990 check-ins. So almost out of 1,000. A little bit less than the uh, Absent Landlord. A little bit, but but I believe this is <laughs> their, their winter seasonal, right? Is, so, yeah, so still some time. All right. Let's get uh, primed and ready here. Grab the glass. I'm ready. Let's go. Come on. Hurry up. The Brett's beer. always ready. All right. I'm just so excited for this sound here. So um, I always am. <laughs> Let's open her up. All right. So as we pour the, this beer into our glass, we are drinking a double IPA. So we're drinking it out of an IPA glass today. So always use your proper glassware. It really helps when drinking the beer to drink out of your proper glassware. I'm just saying. Just it just it just very helpful. It really gets the most out of the beer. Watch the pour because that head comes up quick. Oh, it, it does come. That up That head quick. is strong, but looks good. But again, I think that's uh, with this kind of beer glass, right? With the IPA, and, and when you're pouring it, you get yeah. more of that kind it, of head on it. Just the way that it's contour, right? Yes. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> Chris is staring off an out of space yeah, over there. No, I'm looking at the beer just like checked it. I, I was I just like I it. was smelling it and I yeah. I'm not sure I, I just can't put my finger on what it smells like. Put your, I was, put your nose on it. Yeah, put my put nose it, on it. Yeah. Just, just dip my nose in it. Do what uh do what Fife did the uh, last one there. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, I just couldn't couldn't figure out what it was. Um, maybe just watch the beard and make sure it doesn't hit your beard there. <laughs> so on yes, because the, I do still have my beard. <laughs> on the look there, it is hazy. 
Oh. Uh, you can't Cloudy, see, if can't, you will. Can't really see through yeah. it. Not with a chance of meatballs. Which is what you'd expect from a New England. Looks very pineapple juice-like, if you will. Yes. yes. Right? Like So to kind of go back to that lanana. Uh, oh, Francais, oh, s'il vous plaît. Back to grade four French. Oh, Francais, right? <laughs> and I love the pineapple. I've got shirts, I've got socks. This is a, a beer that speaks to me a little bit in that aspect. But um, good color on it. it we said it's, it's cloudy. You get that head that just kind of lingers around there. Absolutely. Uh, now, going back to food pairings, because, you know, again, <laughs> I like food. And Cowbell, if you ever get a chance to go to the brewery post-lockdown, uh, again, try some of the food. Fantastic. Uh, highly recommended. But in terms of their pairings, hey, we're back to charcuterie ch- ch- boards, boys. I love a good charcuterie board. Who doesn't like a good charcuterie <laughs> board? Uh, Speaking chi- of which, where's ours? <laughs> yeah, where, where's ours? Uh, chicken wings. Okay. Yeah. Can't yep. argue with that. Yeah. Sharp cheese. Some more for better. But my personal favorite, and I think I need to try this when I come home, go home tonight, tomorrow, whenever I go home. Uh, <laughs> apple crumble. Yeah. Apple nice. crumbless beer sounds dynamite. Sounds delicious. I, I could I could hit up some apple crumble, and I think who doesn't like apple crumble? When we get in the taste of it, you're going to get that that fruity flavor, right? Yeah, Hopefully, with so. the pineapple oh, yeah. coming through. So that's so, a nice yeah. pairing. So, but the head. Look at the head retention, though. It's oh good. yeah, this oh. is this is a big head, and it's you know I don't know. We poured it three four minutes ago, and it's, and it's still, still lingering. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure sitting there. Yeah, are we able to taste now? Yeah, go ahead. Let's get awesome. uh, let's get into it a little bit here. It it looks very much like a New England double IPA, though, right? So, ooh, that is good. Now, disclaimer: I did have this off the tap at when we went to the Cabell tour mm-hmm. because okay. it had just been released, like I think the day before. While we're that. in the forms of disclaimers, <clears throat> disclaimers, conflicts of interest on this one. I did apple crumble. I've had several of these. <laughs> I have I have had a couple of these. I did have one last night as well. Oh wow! So oh. that's uh, you know they call that market research. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, I I, I have not had it. So yeah. well, I mean, other than the couple sips I just so took. So what right I'm going to do is I'm going to step back a little bit at this time and let you just kind of get your flavor profile, yeah. and I'm just going to kind of go off what what you think, and then uh, I'll chime in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I get a ton of pineapple in it. Um, I, I think I, what I was smelling, as I mentioned, I was kind of smelling, couldn't put my finger on it. I think it was definitely the hops coming through. Um, they do list it as 55 IBUs, um, which is low, high for a New England, but I guess pretty low for a double IPA. But I get a lot of, of hops and kind of bitterness in the beer, which is fine. Um, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, not getting a, a ton of that pineapple. So for those who are listening at home, I'm not even looking, but I can see on my peripherals, Brett has picked up the can for the third time. Okay, just for doing a key uh, check. I, he's put it down it. again. Uh, yeah. I was just making sure if there's anything I was missing <laughs> off of it or anything like that. There is no temperature on this one. That Chris pointed that out earlier. I don't yeah, know if you were listening. Yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, not, no, it was, it was off air. Right? Yes. It? It yeah, was, but it was, er, it was earlier. Yeah. yeah. So when, before, before, before we, we opened up. It all, it's all blending into one yeah. for me. Before we opened her up, we, we had a little discussion off air That's about true. it. Yeah. And how the can itself, they did a really good job on the design of this one, um, but they they didn't put the serving temperature on this one, which was just- Or the glass. Glass either. Yeah. Which, which is was a little different from their founder series yeah. and their you know their core beers. So I think, it up. I think because it's the seasonal, they don't uh, put that in there. And maybe, you know- someone who's picking up the double IPA might be a bit more of a connoisseur of beer, of craft beer, rather than just kind of someone picking a beer off the shelf. Absolutely. And it might be part of the it being double dry hopped. 
That might be more so where you're getting that bitterness from, if you will. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but I will say that in terms of temperature, I don't know what temperature we are drinking this at right now, whether it's four degrees, five degrees, whatever. It's the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I, I mean, personally, other, other than... myself on the back for that one. <laughs> you, you know, other than drinking, you know, a stout or a porter or something like that. If it's cold, it's great. Yeah. Right? So this beer here is in the LCBOs if you are looking for it. If yep. you want to kind of taste along with us. Or an online order from the brewery itself. For sure. And uh, this does replace that pomegranate honeysuckle that was mentioned earlier on in the episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't, don't think that this one's going to be great after six months. That field study hasn't happened. <laughs> we'll have to check back in with Grant in about July yeah. and see how it's going. <laughs> but for sure, uh, do do try and get into it and, and taste it. Um, my kind of flavor now that I've heard yours, Chris, because I didn't want to kind of impede on yeah. your kind of own kind of thought process, is I do have more of a pineapple forward. And I don't know if this is my subconscious kind of like checking in with my taste buds. You know what I mean? Like Because I know that it's pineapple now and like right. reading through it. I feel like I'm getting more of that kind of flavor profile come forward. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just me playing games with myself. Which sounds like you play with yourself a bit. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It was right there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, Tyler opened the door and Brett walked right through it. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> The top five flavor profiles that would be think, on We had a little note from producer Jane saying, like, yeah, this is a good kind of entryway transition into the top five. I think that was put to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we took that kind of transition and just shit all over it. Anywho, Go moving ahead. on. Uh, top five flavor profiles. Juicy. Hey, er, hoppy. Citrus. Hazy. Smooth. Interesting. Because to me... I can't have a hoppy and smooth beer at the same time. I mean... Oh, see, I disagree with that. I also disagree with that. Okay. okay. Well, now you're the minority. Yeah. But but if it was... <laughs> if it's super hoppy, it's not extremely smooth. Right? right. But this doesn't say super hoppy. I think it's just hoppy. And I, and that it's toned down, so there is a bit of hops to it, but it is smooth. And I, the mouth feel of this, I, I get is smooth. And maybe that's kind of... The difference too, right? Is there's the mouthfeel, then there's the actual taste of the beer. If the taste of the beer was too hoppy, then maybe it wouldn't taste smooth. Yeah. But on the mouthfeel, I get smoothness throughout the whole sip. I, I think you're getting not smooth from the dryness of the actual beer. I think if mm-hmm. you were maybe more thinking it was just a single hop IPA. Tell him more what he's thinking, Fife. Do it. Right? Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in your mind now. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, not dry hopped. Yeah, right? or not dry yeah. hopped at all. I think maybe that's where your flavor profile is coming from. Yeah. In my opinion. I could be wrong. I mean, you are entitled to your opinion. Oh, thank you. But, <laughs> but in my opinion, that's, that's, that's the reason but, why your opinion Brett's is that idea, way. Brett's idea of what your taste buds are picking up are not what yours are, okay? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I definitely get what you're saying for sure. But let's see what other people think uh, from Untapped. All right. So I got the first one here. It is Marcus E. Uh, Marcus Elick on December 27th said... First time trying this new Cowbell IPA reminds me of a Goose IPA, so that is a plus. And then there's a thumbs up emoji in there. Pairs well with leftovers, uh, turkey soup, and D and D. So Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, 
<laughs> what else are you going to say? I, 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 I was going to ask. I'm not sure what I think D&D that's, is. I think but... Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, okay. yeah. And I okay. think the Goose IPA is referring to Goose Island IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe so as well. Um, and yeah, so they were enjoying some Christmas leftovers during that time period. So they give it a 3.75 out of 5. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from Alex H. And that username is Beers and Obvious. I think I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. On December 26th, commented, really like this one. Superb flavor. And when I read it, it had a scent of canned pineapple. I checked it out, and they absolutely nailed it. And they gave it a 4.5 out of 5. So close to the 5. So close. Quite. No, some would say 0. 0.5 off. <laughs> That'd be correct. Math adds up, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Check it. So, and I'll get the rating started. Please do. In terms do. of this, um, I think it's actually almost better out of the can than I had it on tap. Really? When it was like the actual brewery, myself. That... You don't see that often. Let's yeah. just take no, note of you that. No, you definitely usually, don't. Yeah. Usually draft and then maybe yeah. can. The bottle. I, I don't know, maybe it's just my taste buds today. I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Well, all right. So I'm uh, I'm going to be at a 3.75. Really nice. I'm starting to get more of that pineapple flavor coming through. So that's, that's good for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.75 also. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed in the amount of pineapple that I'm not getting. Maybe... Maybe again, that's just my my taste buds or whatnot. Um, but producer Jaden is coming in with a four point seven five. Wow, coming in. We are hot. so close to that five. Whoever breaks that five, yeah, mark, no. we are selling so hard. Oh, oh a yeah, bunch of <laughs> random sounds and whatnot. We've, we've had, I think, this is our third four point seven five. So, and that actually gives us a team overall rating of four point one eight seven five which we will round up, up yeah. to four point two five perfect nice so uh that concludes our conversation of cowbell and their beers yeah so we're gonna be right back we're gonna have a chat about sustainability so stay tuned All right, welcome back. So this is our first episode of 2021. We made it to the new year. year. Happy New Year to your friends and family out there, obviously. For sure. Yeah. I mean, not a whole lot has changed. You're still going to get us, but (laughs) you're going to get more of us, actually. So we did have a brief Mm. recap. I'm going to give to you guys uh, on the state of the podcast that we had in mid-December. Yeah, mid-December. Mid-December. About that, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk about is just... A brief kind of overview of what kind of came from that, some of our action items, if you will. So we looked at, we're going to probably be producing some more content. Yeah. Yay. Right? <sighs> Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the fans out there are damn excited. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's funny because we have had some conversations with some individuals. Skip out in uh, Newfoundland. Shout out to you. What's going out. on up there, yeah. Skip? Shout out. We, we kind of informed him ahead of time that we are going to be doing some more content. So we are looking at producer specials bi-weekly on our off weeks, if you will, of our main episode. So um, that is going to be interesting when we get into what we're going to be doing with that. And we'll probably discuss that at the first producer special. So I don't want to give it all away, but uh, we will be looking at that. And that's going to release the week after this main episode. So this cliff. Hanger. Mm, yes, there it is. Um, we're going to continue to be active on social media. We appreciate the support that we've got from everybody, whether it's been, uh, um, I mean, comments, likes, forwards, mentions, whatever it might Repos. be. Shares, yeah. reads. Yes. Yeah, sliding into the DMs, do what you got to do. Um, it but, happens. But we, we, <laughs> we, we appreciate all the support that we've got. And I, I think collectively, the three of us and the producers, we can all agree that we didn't anticipate this being exactly what it has 
has been. We don't um, appreciate it. There, uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we certainly appreciate it. We do not anticipate. <laughs> that's yeah. the correct word. There it is. Taking off like what it has. Yeah. yeah. We thought maybe it'd just be like, you know, with some friends and some family and blah, blah, blah. You know, we get this and that, right? It's really blowing but up. But it's, it's blown up to the point where we get listens from countries and provinces that, like, Okay. Ne- never would have <laughs> never, never would have yeah. thought, right? Yeah. So we're going to continue to be active on social media, and we're actually going to create a Facebook community. So I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, Brett, do you want to kind of... Yes. So pretty okay. much is more so about, you know, what are we what are we drinking tonight? You know, also being safe. We want to stay thirsty, but also stay safe at the same time, right? Uh, we understand that people in Ontario right now are going through a, a lockdown uh, in terms of really not being able to go out unless it's essential. Yeah. Right. Uh, so some people with in terms of mental health are going to struggle with that. But we just want to have a nice community where we can share, talk about beer, give opinions on beer, etc. Show what we're drinking tonight and just appreciate beer overall. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at. That was kind of some of the action as it came in this day of the podcast. So that's uh, that's what we've got. So let's move on a little bit to the conversation we're going to have. Yeah. So like we mentioned, we're going to talk about sustainability in today's conversation. So Cowbell places a huge emphasis on sustainability and conservation. And they actually received the 2018 Sustainable Forestry Initiative Award from the Wood Design and Building Awards yeah. organization. Right. So that's huge. We mentioned about their the way they built the, the brewery. Right. So that goes kind of hand in and hand. And if you've actually been to the brewery, you can see why it won an award. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. Uh, and also the Sustainable Forestry Initiative um, has certified them. So that that's, that's awesome. Huge. So they're being huge. recognized for their sustainability. <laughs> for sure. So <laughs> to define sustainability, if we look into the old dictionary, it's the avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. Um, and you can see that. <clears throat> Sorry. Get a little choked up there. <laughs> no, Tear coming from the eye. That's that's the <laughs> old cracker and the cheese ball coming back up. I need another beer to flush her down. But um, yeah, so they have been sustainable. They have won several awards for yep. it. Um, and still keeping to a beautiful design. So it's not oh. like you're you're going ahead and saying mm, design is over sustainability. They've managed to balance both those, like a lot of their beers. They balance the flavors and, and the taste and, and all that. So, and if you right. see coming up Highway 4 and County Road 25, coming into Blythe, whichever way you're coming from, um, you can understand why the building looks so beautiful. Because you can see it from far away because it's a macro brewery. It's huge. Yeah. Right? And you can exactly see once you pull into the huge parking lot they have, why they've won all these awards, why it's... You know, it's just such a big building. It's such a beautiful building. I shouldn't right. say big building. It's a beautiful building. She's big and she's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, 28 acres of cowbell has been reforested with 17,000 native species trees, pollinators, and fruit producers. Um, have we ever like planted a tree? I have. Yeah, there was a tree planting program uh, in elementary school that we did. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, no not, I haven't done this in elementary school, but in London, they have the Reforest London program. Right. So, as part Forest of that. City. Uh, yeah, the yep. Forest City. Good tie in. Um, so, so, as part of that, you can um, basically pick up free trees from their depots and plant them. So, we've actually planted, th- I think, two or three trees in our yard. So, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. 
So I also live in London, so I, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was unfamiliar with the program. Yeah, I, so cool. I have planted about 150 trees in my one week as a landscaper back in about 2013. <laughs> <laughs> a little different when you're getting paid. County Road somewhere. I was getting paid for it. A little bit of compensation. So um, going back again to sustainability, so this is on the restaurant side of things, but 75% of the food served is sourced in Huron County. So they support their local Yeah, uh, which vendors. is important. Yeah. So Metzger's Meat, um, which they also then have Blythe Farm cheese um yeah i don't i don't personally have my own garden anybody else have a garden um i planted some peppers this year how'd that go uh not overly well a little busy in terms of like you know having a baby and things like that peppers got neglected a bit peppers really got neglected did you have a baby I mean, my wife. Ah, <laughs> we got it. We got it. Damn it. Yeah. So producer Jaden actually has an extensive garden and I took three or four different walks out throughout the year just to see kind of the growth and whatnot. And I think that's a, a key point to mention is just sustainability within our own kind of lives. Right. So yeah. take, take the morals, take that, um, the quality of what cowbell is doing and kind of put that in your own life a little bit and say, Hey, you know what? I could probably plant a couple vegetables myself if you have the land if you don't you don't but there is urban gardening i did for uh, sure when i did live in an apartment in another city we tried to do it squirrels were still climbing like scaling like freaking <laughs> spider-man squirrels, oh, squirrels are crazy, are crazy. They, yeah. <laughs> scaled the side of the building and ate the only like that one tomato you're like that puppy is going to be perfect yeah and like i left for a week and came back and that thing was gone so i was like Man. well uh, so i don't have a vegetable garden but we do have a flower a couple flower gardens which is good for you know the pollinators the bees and everything like that we know that the bees are kind of you know, struggling a little bit, I guess, yep. but so just kind of even planting flowers to keep the bees around and everything like that. Right. So big thing about me is going back to the beer. Cause you know, we are the craft beer connoisseurs. We are. Day. Um, Cowbell's growler program in terms of what they do. Now their growlers are actually kind of unique in terms of their, like I would say hourglass kind of form in terms of how they're made. But I do hope that everybody out there does a go and grab growlers. Right, especially during this time of lockdown, because it's really the only way you're going to get tapped beer right now, unless you have a kegger at your home. That's true. Yeah. Right. So I would strongly suggest go to Cowbell or from Cowbell, go to whatever your local brewery is in terms of grabbing up growlers and keeping that sustainability and keeping the, uh, you know, us green, if you will. Yeah, right? and to kind of feed off that point as we kind of wrap up this conversation, um, there's a couple of different things I want to point out. Going to the green kind of initiative, you will see, uh, hopefully you'll see, we did post a picture actually on our Instagram story about the uh, electric chargers for the vehicle. So again, keeping the sustainability, they right. do have Tesla and they do have electric chargers. Which you're for, really big for into. Vehicles. Huge fan of that. So my car was there when we did do our tour. We, I could plug in. So that was great. Um, so these kind of like the three pillars, I think that Cowbell kind of focuses on, right? They focus on sustainability. They focus on diversity um, and accessibility as well. So you can see in their parking lot, they have a bunch of type A and type B parking spaces, mm. um, which are AODA compliant. Um, so shout out to Cowbell for, for doing things right on three different pillars. Absolutely. So that's all we've got on this conversation. We're going to wrap this one up and we'll uh, see you guys shortly with our farewell. All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs> Wait a second. This is funny. Time out. Time out. <laughs> You're interrupting me. I, on purpose. Yeah. Okay. So we actually are going to start doing 
our new episode. So we heard some feedback. New in 2021, we're going to be releasing a short 10 to 15 minute-ish producer special segment during our off weeks, beginning next Thursday, which is the 14th. Nice. Yeah. So now you have to listen to us every week. Every week. Every other week. Every week you get to hear our voices. Right. Yep. But also... Make sure you tell your friends, family, and your local farmers, because remember, farmers feed cities. Sustainability. So from all of us and producer Jaden, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.